Welcome back for another nerdy episode where books and drinking go hand in hand. And where foreshadowing and bizarre theories are all the buzz. Now get ready as we crack open and crack up over our new novels. I'm Aiden Galloway. I'm Bryn Plyler, and this is Sips and Subtext. The following podcast contains strong language, references to alcohol and sexual behavior, and books and characters we don't own. Hey guys, welcome back. It's officially season two. We are so glad to be back. We took a little bit of a break between season one and season two. So we are so excited to be back. We hope you're ready. We are about to read Circe by Madeline Miller and we cannot wait to get into it. So Aiden, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, During that fantastic little break we had, uh, I actually was accidentally involved in a car accident uh, through no fault of my own. So I got my car back today, fully fixed. So Rocco the red car is fully fixed and (laughs) he's so pretty. He's so shiny. And I also have a very scared dog on my lap right now because apparently I can't snap or clap ever (laughs) in my life (laughs) or else she'll want to be on my lap. So that's the noises you're hearing. I can't really hear it. I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, You know, wedding planning is in full swing now and all that jazz. And um, Alex and I have been spending a lot of money recently. Oh, goodness. The last couple of weeks (laughs) have been a little rough on our wallets. Alex's truck broke down. My laptop died. And uh, our washing machine decided to flood our apartment. So... You know, we had to get all of those things fixed. And... Did your landlord not call through the washing machine? No, they did. They did, but we okay. just had to. I, I was just throwing that in there as something else we had to deal with, not necessarily pay for, but just another um, problem in your life. Yes, just another problem that adulthood has thrown at us right out of the gate. So it's been a fun couple of weeks. Learned a lot about what stuff costs, what stuff is worth, and how difficult it is to make schedules align uh, with all of those different vendors that would need to help us with all of our different little transactions. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so let's see. So we are going to go on and uh, talk about the characters in the first set of chapters. I have not, so this book has a character list at the back of the book uh but it does and the majority of them are somewhat pronounce 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 pronounceable pronounceable yeah some of most of them are pronounceable just so you guys know if i ever sound confused about what's in this book it's not because i don't i'm not i am reading along with bryn um but mine is currently on a kindle version or yeah, it's Kindle. So I'm reading that. So I'm not, I can't, I don't have the physical book. So I'm like, oh, there's, there's things in a physical <laughs> copy. That's cool. So I'll find this all out at the end. I'll be really excited about it in our last chapter. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll actually be able to pronounce names. Yes. So the back of the book, I'll pronounce the ones that I know how to say and the ones that I've looked up. But I, I only looked up the ones that we met in the first set of chapters, in the first four chapters. Okay. So there's... Uh, Aetes, which is Cersei's brother. There's Boreas, 
like Aurora Borealis. That's what I thought it was like. But I could be wrong if that's how it's pronounced in the back. It doesn't pronounce them. It just tells you the cast of characters. So I oh, was that's just, helpful. Yeah, it just tells that's, you the cast. That's of even characters. less helpful than the the character list I made fun of for our last book. Okay. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So there's Aetes. There's the God of the North Wind, which I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. There's Calypso, Circe, Helios, the God of Memory, which I'm not going to try to pronounce. Uh, Nereus, the early god of the sea, the early god, the titan god of the river, of the freshwater river, which I'm not going to try to pronounce. Then there is Pusifai, which is Cersei's sister. Doesn't look anything like it, like it is pronounced, I guess. To me, it doesn't, but that's the way that, uh youtube pronounces it so um, youtube's never wrong yeah of course um then there's purse which is cersei's mother and wife to helios and then there's perses which is cersei's brother named after their mother then there's prometheus who's the titan god proteus which is the shape-shifting god of the sea selene the goddess of the moon and then the Titan wife to uh, the Titan god of the freshwater, which is Circe's grandmother. Then there's Apollo, Artemis, Athena, Dionysus, the goddess of childbearing, which I'm <laughs> not even going to attempt that one. Can't. I'm, no, no. Hermes and Zeus. Then Achilles, Agamemnon. I looked up her name. I did. And I didn't write it down. It's like Ariadine. Oh, Aradine. Aradne. Aradne. That's not correct, but that should give it. That is also a book that's come out recently. I know. I got it. Spider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll cut that. Daedalus. I'm not cutting any of this. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) The Dallas. Yeah. I don't know if that's correct either. I'm just trying to be helpful. <laughs> I'm just putting my two cents in. Um, and the- these are all characters that we've just met or they've been mentioned, not necessarily characters that we've spoken to. These um, are all characters in the back of the book. We've only met eight of oh. these. Yeah. I was I, just pronouncing all of them. but My theory is I have not drank that much and like at all. I do not remember a single word you just said to me, so I will continue just mispronouncing them because I just fine. think that's funnier. It's <laughs> but I'm glad you're educating remember. the readers. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the not... other readers and listeners, especially the ones that I don't know how to pronounce. Don't remember them at all. So there's two that are uh, members of no, there's three that are members of Odysseus's crew that I they all start with E. Not going to try to pronounce them. Then there's oh Glaucus. they're irrelevant right now. Glaucus, yeah, they totally are. Glaucoma Glaucus. himself. Yes, yes. Who is the man, the fisherman, who shows up on Cersei's? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, then there's Hector, Helen, Heracles, which is the Greek pronunciation of Hercules. Then there's Icarius, Jason, Icarus. 
Icarus, Jason. Odysseus's father, not going to pronounce it. Medea, Minos, Odysseus. Uh, Patroclus? Yes, no? Patroclus? Patroclus? Patroclus. I don't know. That's uh, Achilles' lover. Yes. Penelope, the son of Achilles. Oh, no. I almost uh, wish I had the bud so I could be looking at what you're looking at right now. But <laughs> that, would help. that would help. Um, can... It's okay. It's fine. There's two children of Odysseus. Then there's the Prince of Athens, which I I believe is Theseus. Then there's Charbdis, the Minotaur, oh. Polyphemus, Cilia, <laughs> Sirens. Yeah, that's so... that appears to be all of them. Menemosini. Say what? <laughs> I just found where you are. Okay. Right, let me get back to where I was. Okay. So anyway, those are some rough pronunciations of the characters in these books. We're probably going to mispronounce them, but we at least wanted to attempt them at the beginning. So, Aiden, can you... Uh, as you can tell, and... I yeah. made no attempt, but... So, obviously, this book is very heavily reliant on Greek mythology. Uh, that makes sense with Madeline Miller, that she has a lot of study in classics. She's Brown University educated and Ivy League. Like, she's, like, very educated, so it relies very classic or very heavily on classical literature. So, we wanted to go a little bit into what we know about Greek mythology and this realm of classics, which... Of all the classics, this is probably what I know the most about. But unfortunately, I know most about that from pop culture iterations of it. So mm-hmm. I know a good about because of Percy Jackson. And then that spiraled me into the Greek mythology whole. Not necessarily like Greek mythology that I got into Percy Jackson. I'm like, why is everything wrong? Same, um, same. So the most I know about Circe is that I did have to read a, the Odyssey in high school, but I didn't really. <laughs> it's an island that Odysseus mm-hmm. landed on and yeah. most of his crew got turned into pigs until Odysseus somehow defeated her. She's a very powerful witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially she's just been like demonized for hating men, which mm-hmm. just sounds like some proto-feminism kind of. Um, but we'll see how this book goes. <laughs> I think it's going to be a much more... Um, empowering version of the myth and kind of what was told from a very uh masculine um male centric view that the greeks kind of had i mean they thought the male body was the perfect body so i think very much they are like oh she hates men this is why she's evil when Mm -hmm. she's a woman she's much more complex than just hating men and turning them into pits which i mean i don't know how much she had to change though to turn them into pits but you know, um, <laughs> that's a lot Ooh. of what I know. Some hot takes by Aiden. She's feeling spicy already. Um, so I actually but, took a, uh, I actually took an elective. Class? Yeah, I actually took an elective mythology class in college, and I loved it. Loved every single minute of it because of Percy Jackson. Like you said, I read Percy Jackson, fell in love with Greek mythology, and therefore wanted to learn more about it but i do not remember uh cersei being mentioned at 
all in that elective course. I don't remember her at all. Not saying that she wasn't uh, mentioned, but we definitely read the Odyssey. We definitely read the Iliad, uh, uh, Theban plays, a bunch of different other ones, which I'm drawing a blank on now, but I still have all of the books because I liked them and I wanted to keep them, even though I bought them for a college course. And so they're still on my bookshelf now. But uh, but yeah, so I don't remember anything about Cersei other than what was introduced in Percy Jackson. So a little bit of a clouded view and definitely not a accurate view of what her tale is supposed to be, but we'll get there. Yes. Yes. Um, as much as we both grew up and love Rick Riordan, um, he takes liberties with the mm-hmm. classic Greek myths. And that's, that's good for like the story that he's written. He was writing it for modern age. That's going to happen. Um, but it will be exciting to see someone who has such a classical and in-depth knowledge of this, how she writes and kind of fleshes out this, seemingly one-dimensional character from the myth the original mythos itself so that'll that's what i'm excited for especially that it's a female character because i like like you that's how i was ranking all the characters before in um, our last season was how interesting they are and it like i'm okay with someone being a little bit evil if they're interesting and Mm -hmm. they're complex and the best villains are relatable in some capacity Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited to kind of see where where she comes from and how she, where she goes from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I really liked these first four chapters. I liked how uh, Miller made Cersei sound. I liked her thought process and the way that she got to a bunch of her decision points. So I think it's going to be a really interesting read, a really fun read. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But before we get too far into that, Brim, mm-hmm. what is our drink of the episode? Yes. So I actually, whenever whenever I finished reading the uh, the first four chapters, I started doing some research, uh, both for, you know, just to make sure that I understood what I read, made sure that I knew how to pronounce the names. But I also came across this um, this article called theardentbiblio.com, and it's actually a blog uh, that was was published in 2018 and it was uh, summer books and cocktails to drink when reading them. And this book was featured in that blog. So we actually just used the book, the, the drink that was associated with this blog and it's called cucumber mint gimlet. And it includes slices of cucumber, 10 mint leaves, a teaspoon and a half of simple syrup, one lime that's that's juiced and put in with all of the all of that and then one and a half ounces of gin and now that i'm reading the <laughs> now that i'm Did reading you forget recipe, the simple syrup no i just realized that instead of a a tablespoon and a half of simple syrup i did an ounce and a half of simple syrup and i'm like well no fucking wonder it tastes so great it's also not supposed to be a tablespoon it's supposed to be a teaspoon i know yeah oh, so yeah anyway i just realized that i just did that so wrong but i hope everyone else whenever you make this drink it's a teaspoon just it's a teaspoon and a half of simple syrup not an ounce and a half please make sure you get that right everyone however remember how to read yes 
Yes. However, it is very good. I still do not have a strainer. So there's a lot of uh, little pieces of mint leaf and uh, cucumber seeds and stuff in here. So um, that's going to be fun to, to drink throughout the night. But anyway, so that is our drink of the episode. We'll uh, link the blog article in all of our social medias in the uh, summary of the episode so y'all can all go and find it there and you can make it correctly whenever you're listening along with us and we want to make sure we're we're not inventing a lot of these cocktails ourselves if at all so we want to make sure we um cite our sources yes give them credit give them credit um so check them out um they they're also um a book blog so mm-hmm. show them some love as well yeah so moving from our drink of the episode i'm going to move into our summary chapter one through four um mm-hmm. just so you guys previous listeners to our last season you might be like they're not doing five chapters uh, this book is a little bit shorter than a court of thorns or roses is yep or was so we're trying to make it last a little bit longer and we still think you know Brent and i love to talk so we think <laughs> we can still get a um, a good, good, nice, in-depth episode for with you guys for four chapters. So mm-hmm. we're going to start doing that, and then we'll readjust if we need to, just like we did with the Court of Thorns and Roses. But I think you guys know that we can talk to a wall for any amount of time. So I think we're going to be okay. So moving into this <laughs> summary. So the chapter one starts even before Cersei was even born with the story of how her mother and father met and became married. Her mother was a naiad, a child of Oceanus, the uh, ocean titan, um, and his brother Helios, the god of the sun, often came to visit. Um, her mother quickly realized the power that she could gain and that he was attracted to her. So essentially said, you cannot bed me unless you marry me and I cannot be the only woman ever in your palace. And he wanted her so badly that he agreed. and showered her with gifts and amber necklaces, uh, giving one for each children that she bore for him. So whenever they were taken away from each other, she lost her amber beads, and that was the only time her she saw her mom's emotions. So she was the firstborn, and she was not beautiful like the rest of her siblings le- later would be. They said her hair was streaky, she had yellow eyes, and she, she had a high-pitched voice that no one else liked. Um, And her father, who is said to be prophetic, gave the prophecy that she would marry a prince, not a god, not someone on Olympus, merely a prince. So her mother sent her away because she did not help her reach her grander goals of reaching Olympus and the gods. And so Circe was kind of cast aside until she could find her own way. Um, She did like spending time with her father he, she would also sit, often sit in his halls with him, watching his power and him play games until her mother eventually convinced him to come to bed with her so she could bear better children, essentially. And as, as that continued, her brother and sister were born as twins, and they were much more beautiful. Her father made the prophecy of her sister, which I will mispronounce, Pasiphae, Pasiphae uh, would marry an eternal son of Zeus. And the son reflects upon his mother, therefore she named him after herself, Perses. 
Persis. Um, they they often made fun of her. They did not think that she was beautiful or worth any sort of love or affection from the twins. So they often made fun of her, and her mother would do nothing to stop it. But her father did love her, or seemed to, enough to take her along on his chariot to visit his immortal cows, which turns out not to be immortal, as she finds out from her siblings. Um, in fact, her dad has sex with the cows, and they reproduce that way, which is something. Gotta love Greek mythology. And they are beautiful, but she is very confused and like, what is going on? Um, she believes that those were her days back then and had nothing changed her life. They would have continued on like that empty and meaningless and just kind of going day from day. But very quickly that changes for her. So going into chapter two, um, she finds out that one of her uncles, Prometheus, has, is in trouble with Zeus. Zeus had won the war between the Titans. And Prometheus, um, after that, um, had betrayed him by giving fire to the humans. Um, the old gods had fallen to Zeus. Zeus had been hidden away by his mother from his father, Kronos, who had eaten each of his children before them because he heard a prophecy that they would rise up and kill him. Zeus was hidden away by his mother until he was old enough to poison Kronos and then kill him, um, eliciting a big war of all the Titans versus the gods. Not all of the Titans. Some did end up siding with Zeus, including Helios, um, which is why he still kept a lot of his power after the war. But even so, the Titans still have looked for a way to regain some of their power, spreading rumors and conspiracies about Prometheus being the first to kind of start this rebellion. And Helios quickly squashes those rumors, but still keeps in mind that their time will be coming soon, is the general feeling there. So as they go to see Prometheus being punished, the Fury um, lashes him in front of all of them and all the gods and titans watch on pretty much in awe because they can never feel pain. Therefore, seeing one of their own in pain is a great spectacle for him. So they, he is lashed until he cannot stand, cannot do anything, not only because of his chains, but just how badly he is injured by this Fury. And then they get bored and leave him there, essentially, to bleed the Itar. Um, he's whipped for hours and days, and after that, Circe's the only one who goes to him and asks if he would like food and drink, after all the, all the other titans and his family has left him, and brings him food and drink. And he says that he is very grateful for her, and realizes that she is a daughter of Helios. And... She asks him what a mortal is like, and he says they're all different. The only thing they share is death. Do you know the word? And he explains that no god can ever know what death is. That is the job of a mortal. And as they continue on, he lights her and smiles at her. And then as we read on, she realizes he knew everything that was going to happen to him and did it anyway. So she quickly realizes that she is just a part of everything that's happening to her, but she is someone who can control the darkness she is in, or at least move within it. She is not just a part of it in the background. She is someone who can has agency within it. 
in chapter three, um, she finds out the finality of Prometheus's torture, that he will be chained to a rock in Hades for all eternity, his liver being eaten by a hawk or eagle every day, day upon day upon day. So eternal torture for this gift he gave to the mortals. Um, she has many fights with her siblings. They always look down upon her until her mother has another son. And this son is named Aetes. And that means eagle, whereas Circe names means hawk. So she finally has someone who she believes is like her and loves and takes him under her wing, so to speak, and really attaches herself to him and he attaches to her as well. But he is very gifted and very godly and has the power of a deity within him. So he's well loved by his father as well and gets a lot of the firstborn son blessing that should have been given to Perseus gets given to him, but still they go to this beach together and discuss what the meaning of immortality is like and what the meaning of power is because he is a philosopher. And she tells him what she did for Prometheus and he tells her, do not tell anyone else. I will keep your secret. Don't do anything like this again because you will get killed for it and you should be killed for something important if you're going to rebel. And um, a little bit after that, Pasiphae is contracted in marriage, her younger sister, and that is to M Minos, which is the son of Zeus, who would one day be an eternal judgment giver in Hades, therefore an eternal son of Zeus, like Helios said. She was beautiful on her wedding day. All the gods and the titans essentially came to see this beautiful day. And it was there that she first sees Daedalus, a very handsome man, Egyptian style, with Egyptian style, and sees he's the only mortal that even vaguely interests her, who has any sort of looks interesting to her. And as she is there, she finds out from Aetes that he is leaving to find his own kingdom and abandoning her to have his own lands, essentially telling her, I, I, I love you, but get your own lands. I have to go. And she does not see him in these chapters after that. Also, Perse her other brother leaves as well because he's lost his best friend and twin sister. So he just goes to find his own land. So she's very lonely after Edie's left in chapter four. She goes to the shore a lot and she meets this sailor and fisherman um, who realizes very quickly that she is a god, a deity of some sort. Um, but they began spending a lot of time together. And she starts to realize that he is beautiful and finds everything he does very entertaining and interesting. His name is Glaucos. Glaucos? Glaucoma. And as she enjoys his company, she talks about Prometheus and he becomes very scared. So she covers up who she is relating to and how powerful her family really is until one day he comes to her asking her for help because his family is about to die because he can't catch enough fish. And so she goes and baits her uh, grandmother, Tethys, um, for help and she blesses the fisherman with a big load. And um, even though she gets nothing in return. Except she swears to her grandmother that she would never lie with him. As that happens, um, they begin to grow closer and closer. She tells him that she will be married off one day, and he looks pretty upset about that. 
and she realizes that he will die one day and because she loves him she wants to find a way that she will not die so she talks about the poison that was used on Kronos and her grandmother gets very upset with her and she realizes the power of the knowledge that she has and the power that she could wield to get what she wants and at the end of that chapter she realizes she could help to save Lavkos from death and that was a very long summary (laughs) (laughs) no I think it was great it was definitely I mean there's a lot of information in there it was I mean these were some very uh for lack of a better word, thick chapters. We had a lot of stuff going on. We learned a lot. I mean, we went from birth to all of her siblings being either married off or finding their own way. And she's now the only one again. And, you know, at some point she's going to have to either be married off or find her own way as well, which Mm -hmm. with her being a, a woman, it's more likely that she'll be married off unless she proclaims herself you know her own wayfinder or whatever yeah i totally agree there's a lot going on here so where do you want to go first Uh, do you want to just start a chapter one and kind of like the whole family situation she's got going on yes yeah we can start there i will go ahead and say that like first off whenever we first met uh purrs her mother Mm -hmm. i was like girl I like you. I like you being like, See, nah, me you gotta too. give me marriage before you get anything else. I loved that. I was like, yes, girl, go. And then she disowns her first daughter, which like, darn it, you were doing so good. <laughs> you were right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, well, there was an emotional roller coaster of likehood there, but whatever. Uh I can't, I still don't know how I feel about Helios. Um, I think that he, before Purse, 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 I don't know, uh, before her, he was definitely uh, thought with his dick. He definitely thought with his dick. He was and, a real cause like, Yes, he was. Because <laughs> uh, Oceanus said, you know, You've already fathered a bunch of my grandchildren. Go ahead and father another one with hers. That's fine. Um, I just... No. Ew. Um, I cannot imagine a father just being like, you're interested in that one of my daughters? Sure. Go ahead. Especially if it was your uncle? You can't imagine that? (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I still haven't figured really out how weird. I like to us, us, yeah, mortals. Yeah, but remember, like, what we've learned about that is that, like, you're, you're, it doesn't really matter who you mate with on the, the gods or the titan side because that DNA isn't necessarily as long as it's not your direct. That's what's been said or, in this book. I just want you to. That's that's true. only for Jackson to get away with. I know. people dating. I that's can. the only. That's true. Okay, disregard, whatever. Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about him. Like, I've kind of gone on like a. I feel like he's below the bar of likehood, mm-hmm. just because. But he did. He's the only one who shows her Cersei any kind of affection. Here's the thing: who's above the bar of likehood? 
Cersei. Okay, there we go. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now, it's just Cersei. Glaucus is on the line. <laughs> I like, yeah, I don't he trust really is. him yet. <laughs> I don't either. And, and A.E.T. was... He was above the bar, like super high like, up cool, until the wedding, show. and then just That's dove. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't like anybody. I did think Prometheus was interesting. Yeah. The way that they, uh, the way that she made him uh, out to be, that I was definitely not expecting that. I always thought Prometheus uh, to, was good. Like from the myths itself. No, I just I'm just talking about like his mannerisms after he had been whipped. Like he was not nothing that she said. Like I get that that gods and titans can heal quicker than um, than mortals and and you know all that jazz. But whenever I was reading the dialogue between Prometheus and Cersei, he did not seem in pain at all. And he was very, very calm and very accepting of anything that she, like, that she offered and gave to him. Which almost to me are, like, conflicting because I thought that gods were not very trusting. Of, like, they accept gifts, but they don't trust you. And he seemed to trust her. I think he but, knew everything that was in wasn't is to come it's very biblical of me but i think that's kind of his thing is being prophetic and like strategic so i i wonder how much of this he already realized might happen i don't know that he expected necessarily to be her but i think he knew that he was going to be whipped and left for quote unquote dead by the fury and then be yeah. taken to that place in hades to be tortured for all eternity like, that's explicitly said in the book, is that he knew what was going to happen and help the mortals anyway, essentially. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go from here? Because I don't even know. I, I, like, I have a lot of stuff. Can we talk I about how her about? dad fucks cows? <laughs> Can we just stop there for a second? I have a lot of... I need help. I can't, I can't get past that. That's why I don't like her dad. I'm like, I can't trust anyone who's having sex with animals that's why i don't trust zeus because he also has had sex with animals i understand it let let me let me let me explain before you can understand you're okay with it i can understand why he does it because first of all we don't know when this started we don't know when the mating with the cow started it's never specified does it matter why does that matter? Yes. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. So Purs, the wife, told him that he could only be with her and she could only be the only female in his house. Mm-hmm. So if he leaves and goes to an island and changes form into a bull, then I think that he considers that not cheating on his wife. Oh, she doesn't care if he cheats on her. She just, there can no be no other women in that house. Oh. I think that there should be a bunch of minotaurs on that island, is what I think. <laughs> also, all those cows are demigods. They are cow demigods. And if Marvel doesn't make that into a comic series, I'm going to be upset. 
You should start that comic series. You don't want to see and me sell draw. it to them. You don't want to see me draw. <laughs> no, just draw. Just write out what you think it would be, like what the scene would be and what the dialogue would be, and then <laughs> and I draw like what? one cow. Like you remember that show, Cow and Chicken? Do you remember what that cartoon? No, Everyone I didn't watch TV growing up. Comment in the down below if you remember Cow and Chicken. And that's what all my cows will look like, only much worse. Yeah, I didn't, I have no idea what you're talking about. People will ask me about random things like Spongebob or, or, uh. You never watched any cartoons? Know. No. <laughs> no, we, the only thing that we watched in my house was like the news and the weather. And then whenever I went over to my grandmother's house, we would only watch Disney and musicals. So that's the only stuff that I'm, that I grew up watching. So I would have to go over to other people's houses to watch the actual Disney channel and to watch other cartoons and stuff like that. My parents would put on television, sit me in the chair while they did stuff in other rooms. I would be babysat by a television. And you know what shows they were? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And like other Ooh. other like cartoons. But my dad would be like, I wasn't scared by it. So he's like, Sure, you can watch this, and I, I like this show too. So we can talk about it later. Buffy, but I didn't. For, I didn't start watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer until eighth grade. Whenever it was brought, like my English teacher made us watch a couple episodes of Buffy for something related to what she was teaching, and uh, and I just thought it was so interesting. So I ended up actually uh, renting the Buffy the Vampire seasons and watching them then but yeah I didn't it took a long time for me to I still don't a bunch of stuff that uh like pop culture like people my age are a bunch of stuff that people my age have watched and uh loved growing up I have no idea what they're talking about like if if it's I watched true. anything at my parents' house, it was uh, old James Bond. Yeah, James Bond, um, Star Wars. If we watched actual tele like t TVs or movies, it'd be uh, James Bond, Star Wars, Mash, the TV show. Um, Is that Indiana the one from Jones the seventies? scooby-doo that was the only childhood thing oh and looney tunes scooby-doo and looney tunes okay. were the two things that my parents would let me watch cartoon wise yeah and all by the way all of those all of the the movie stuff was my dad my mom doesn't really watch movies <laughs> like she doesn't Your have time for that she reads you, books yeah i was gonna say she more gave you the she book, reads books the book side of things yeah okay so after that very long tangent of what i do and do not know of <laughs> Patrick the Jar. Alex and I, one of our favorite things whenever we're actually all three together. Yeah. Alex and I make SpongeBob references to ourselves. And Rin just stares at us and like, why why must you yeah. do this to me? Anyway. There was an entire <laughs> there was an entire night of where all three of us were drinking together and we were playing a drinking game and we were playing it on teams. And one of the questions was like pick your champion and then like uh the last person to not be able to name a pokemon 
loses oh, this yeah. round. And they went for like 20 minutes. I was just very drunk. Pokemon names. It was, I was like very drunk too. <laughs> I, I, those are yeah. stuck in here. That's my childhood. I still play Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all just like fed off of each other. Like nap keep pouring out the pokemon and i sat there and this was a drinking game so like whoever couldn't say it was supposed to drink i drank that whole time <laughs> like my team my team was was alex and he was killing it but i was still drinking i was still i was just like well if i don't I drink i'm gonna lose nightmare. my butt so yeah but i remember that so vividly that was my birthday trip talking pokemon that was my yeah birthday. it was to Asheville. Mm-hmm. My 21st birthday, it's three of us getting drunk and talking about Pokemon. Honestly, yep. it tracks. That tracks for me. <laughs> okay, back to the book. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Now that we've okay. killed five minutes so, of not talking about it, we might cut some of that. We, we, uh, talk exclusive. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, her dad thinks with his dick, then marries her mm-hmm. mom, then... Has I have this quote written down? Shoot their babies like Roe. <laughs> and also, like, needs a sneaky, sneaky visit to the cow island every once in a while to get his kits off. Um, but on the opposite side of all of that, he's also essentially the mastermind behind what will one day soon to be a tight rebellion because it sounds very yeah. much like. All the Titans are waiting for him to turn, and then they're going to rise up and try to take their power back from the Nouveau gods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot to say about the siblings. Like, A.E.T., different story, but Purses and Pesifiyi? Pesifiyi? I don't know. Is that how you looked it up and it was said? Pesifiyi? yeah. Yeah, P U H dash S I dash F U H dash E E. So I mispronounced it really badly in the summary. Okay, Pussify. Got it. Yeah, something. Um, I, first of all, I don't find them interesting. I don't think all they do is make fun of her and throw insults at her and stick together, which, by the way, when the, the whole. I'm pretty sure they were fucking the whole time because <laughs> the way that he, the way that purses, the way that purses leaves after she gets married makes me think that like she was definitely the only reason that he was staying there. And the way that he was kind of being like way overprotective over who this mortal king is and like, uh, you know, Helios has to basically stand up and be like, I am the titan i am the father i decide who she marries and that's what makes it stop but he's like how do we know this person's good enough for her like what 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 makes him so great i can see i got yeah i got those i definitely see why you're getting game of Thrones vibes for her to be getting married i don't remember if it explicitly says this but most of the time in greek cultures you have to be a maiden which the definition of Greek wow. being maiden is not having lost their virginity to a man. Um, which that means like lesbian and women on women's sex doesn't count because women aren't people to a lot of Greeks. But I'm guessing that they probably have not just for that reason. 
is my... How do they check? Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I mean, they're gods, move on. to be honest. They might be like, oh... Like, the Greeks probably wrote it like, oh, yeah, God can, like, touch you for it and be like, oh, that one's not headsets. I don't know. I don't know why gods are turning into E.T., but. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, they're not that interesting. A.E.T. E- is. Yeah. He's really interesting. He is. He was so good to her. He made her think more complexly. He made her figure out, like, you know, he was like, this is how I picture my deity soul how does yours look to you and it made her think of the conch shell and of the sea and you know i thought that that was really interesting but then he just up and left her whenever his whenever helios offered in a kingdom and that made me mad like i think she's the woman who raised you basically like take her. that is your mother um (laughs) your mother sister i thought the conch shell was really interesting because she it pretty explicitly is like, I hear nothing, therefore it's like a conch shell, meaning that it's empty and has nothing or air in it. And he's like, those are different things. I'm like, okay, philosopher, I don't care. <laughs> I hate philosophy so much. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because for my mind, who has a million things going at once, unless I'm being constantly entertained, both with my hands and like watching something and hearing something, I'm like, that sounds like a beautiful estate. <laughs> if I could just have a place where there was nothing, mm-hmm. my mental health would be so much better. <laughs> well, I don't understand. Like, like I've asked Alex about this. So, like, you know, you've seen the things on, like, TikTok and Instagram and stuff where it's, like, guys actually have, like... A, a place where they go in their brain and they just literally think about nothing. And I'm like, how? And I've asked Alex, I'm like, how is it that you can just think about nothing? And he's like, I don't know. It just kind of slips into like, you just slip into that. And like, I, I don't know. I don't understand how you can think about nothing. I can My mind is going a million miles an hour and I'm always trying to multitask, trying to get multiple things done at once. Think about, what I'm going to do five days from now to make sure that I'm ahead of schedule at work. Like, I I don't understand how you can just zone out and think about nothing. Like, even when I zone out, I'm thinking about something. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I like, disassociate my brain still, like, here's your worst memories from third grade. Yes. I still think about something. Minutes that your eyes are blurred and you're not doing anything. Here you go. A gift. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is why we don't sleep (laughs) i know oh lord um but i think aet's is really interesting it's also he must come back i think he's gonna come back in i don't know that her sister and brother comes back in as or will be as big a figures because they are so uninteresting now and i know her father's gonna start a rebellion soon enough because i know in later myths, Apollo gained the ability of Helios, and Helio gets yeah. chained to just be the sun instead of the one carrying the sun across the sky. Yeah. So that's going to happen. And Apollo gets all of his cows. Apollo ends up yes. getting the sacred cows. Yes. I. That just blew. Oh, does Apollo fuck the cows? Uh. Apollo, my bisexual king, are you fucking cows? 
I was also really confused on the timeline originally in chapter one because I didn't realize that Zeus had already taken over. And they're like, oh yeah, there's their Narcissus and everything's beautiful. And my nerdy brain, I was like, I found something already. Narcissus weren't invented because he hadn't got turned into a flower and Echo hadn't died yet because I thought it was the time of the Titans. And then I was like... Right, right, yeah. Oh. So Madeline Miller is younger... So Cersei is younger than the the gods taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by I, I think a significant margin, because it's I think when Oceanus and Helios like were hanging out and he saw her mother purse, that was also after. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Okay. Um, I thought it was really. Which, like, not going to say that uh, I would have reacted any differently. But I thought it was, a, it took Glaucus a step down, in my opinion, whenever he freaked out over her being like, I spoke to Prometheus once. And her be- and then him being like, that was, like, generations ago. What the fuck do you mean? Like, there- there's no way. You're my age. You can't have talked to him. And then she immediately backpedaled and was like, no, 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 you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm your age. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, no, no, I understand. Be proud of your age. <laughs> Be a proud hundred year old God. <laughs> I understand. Yes. I... Listen, Brent, would you not be upset if Alex sat you down one day and was like, hey, honey, like beginning of your relationship, third date, sat you down and was like, hey, just so you know, I'm Adam from the Bible. Just so you know, I should be black, but we'll we'll skip over that part. I'm Adam from the Bible. And you're like, would you not freak out and be like, this guy that I like is thousands of years old. I honestly, I feel like I would just short circuit and I wouldn't talk. Like, I would just be like, you said words, but they, they're no longer registering. Um, I don't think I would respond, honestly. Like, I don't think it would be negative or positive. I think it would just be like, my brain would take over and be like, so this means that, this means that. What does this mean for the. Uh, that would be, would be your my train great, of thought. Great, 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 great. Don't father. even. Don't even. <laughs> I can't. Your guys are related anyway. If, like, you believe in, like, b- the Bible, then you believe you're related. Have fun with that. I hope you sleep well tonight. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for him to get out. back from I fishing and me tell him. I, I would also freak out if the person I was starting to like, maybe. I'm not going to say. I blew- Maybe I'm more upset about her being like, oh, no, you're right. I'm I'm your age, blah, blah, blah. Like, I take it back. I retract that statement. Like, why? I would... But then she's like, I love him. Make him immortal. That's going to freak him out even more. Every mortal wants to be immortal in Greek myths. Everyone does. Except for maybe Odysseus. But she wants him to be immortal. Yeah. Not he wants to be immortal. I don't trust him. (laughs) So maybe he does. I don't either. I don't either because whenever she he was like, you know, my my family's starving, blah blah blah. And she's like, Well, we'll figure it out. And he's like, No, we won't. I'm I'm gonna go home and you can't do and anything. You're die worthless, with my family. Yeah. 
Yeah, and when she, she had told him, you know, I can't do anything. I am. Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting that they're apparently children of two immortal deities. Well, a naiad is a little bit iffy if that's a mortal deity. Who like? Well, she's a the daughter of a deity, so like she still carries that blood. Yeah. So obviously, she's done a developed power. She's the great one of the greatest sorceresses well, yeah. of all time. But to yeah. just be like. This one can't do anything. I, that's very weird to me. Like, I feel like you should at yeah. least be like, oh, let's see if she knows strategy. Let's see if she knows. Like, I don't think, like, when. A- that to me reminds me of The Incredibles. Whenever <laughs> Jack Jack? they're, whenever, like, yeah, whenever they're like, Jack Jack doesn't have powers. And it's like, holy shit, he's only a couple months old. That means that both Violet and Dash were showing signs of their powers. When they were children, like <laughs> you put a no, baby no, down for a nap, like, fetus, fetus eye, yeah, like oh my god, Bob, the baby's vanished again. Where's the baby? Like, I, so I'm wondering, like, so does that mean that all other children of deities show their powers really early on, and she's just a lo- a late bloomer? Probably. Or did he try and prophesy her to not have powers? Why would he do that? And that was she his, overwrites that was it. His firstborn. I don't know why he would do that. Other than like the most he says about the women are just like this is who you'll get married to. They're gonna marry someone. Yeah. Which like I know this is not a slant against Madeline Miller in any way. I honestly really like this one so far. I find it really interesting, but it's definitely speaking to the very. Uh, misogynistic way that the a lot of greek myths are written um which is kind of true to source material honestly so but i don't know maybe maybe she changes it down the road maybe she's like you know i mean, i think that's the you whole point. only thought of me as a woman and i'm going to prove you wrong or yeah i'm a woman good and you're going to underestimate me? Good. See what that gives you. Which I think that's mm. the whole reason that the book is written. Like Madeline Miller. I think that's the whole point of what she's trying, kind of doing. To yeah. take this character who's been so demonized by classical mythology. And rewrite it into. Even if she is a little evil on the way down. She's still a powerful woman who's had a lot of background. Yes. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would um I would like to see her kind of flip the roles around. I do think that a lot of women nowadays are in that mindset where they're like, yeah, go ahead and underestimate me. Let me prove to you that you were wrong. Um, which I personally like that. Whenever when women are like proved you wrong. I've definitely done that before where I'm like, I will work my butt off to make sure that I am able to do what you told me I couldn't There's do. There's nothing that will make me work harder than be super proving a man wrong. <laughs> yes. I just, or any authority. Yeah. I don't like authority. I'm not good with authority. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to move into, do you feel comfortable moving into? Also, Dedalus, that has to be her love interest. I'm just going to put that out there. Or, like, it's an interest or they're, like, friends or something. Because they wouldn't just randomly yeah. throw him in hair. And him be actually attractive when everyone else is ugly to her. For yeah. something not to happen there. 
I agree. I agree. However, I think I saw a spoiler in the back of the book, and I'm like, she does have a kid, but I don't know if she has more than one kid, but she has a kid with Odysseus. And I'm like, that was one of the E names that I couldn't pronounce. And I'm like, okay, didn't see that coming. That's not in the original so, mythos. Okay. Is it? Maybe that's why she turns him into a pig. I don't know. Because is it consensual? Is it is it like, you know, he he seduces her and then leaves her? Is that why he turns him into a or she turns him into a pig? Hey, I'm all is for Odysseus. Why, like hey. <laughs> I I have a lot of a lot of thoughts. But yeah, okay, so uh character character ranking. ranking. So who is so there were eight eight speaking roles in the first four chapters. So Oceanus, Helios, Perse. Nine if you're counting Oceanus. Okay, good. We don't I didn't count him because he spoke once. Okay, I don't care about him. He spoke once. Helios, Perse, Circe, Kusafei, Kusafai. Okay. Perses. Aetes. So that's six. Who else? Prometheus and Glaucus. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So number eight, which honestly, I don't even know. I don't know which one is above. Eight slash seven. Tied for seventh. I don't know. Is Pers and Pasiphae. Okay. The twins. I don't like them. And I... Basically, they're just bullies, and they just uh, put down their sister every chance they get. If there's too much incest energy, then it's probably not good. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming from someone who lives in Tennessee. Lord. Okay. Um, We were all thinking it. So the twins tied at seventh. Yeah. Then number six is Purse's her mother because she just completely abandoned her child which you know we knew that Cersei grew up really quickly and that one of her aunts took care of her and she was walking and talking within a couple of hours after her birth however the first few milestones of your life should be experienced by your mother like those are uh-huh. very good bonding moments for the two of you. And I cannot believe that just because she wasn't prophesied to be this amazing, you know, this amazingly uh, fruitful and helpful daughter that you just straight up were like, I disown you. I can't believe that. And honestly, I can't believe I didn't put her last, but the brother and sister <laughs> duo was just terrible. So, yeah. Yeah. Number five for me was Helios. Uh, just because he doesn't seem loving. He's the only one who shows her any type of affection other than AET. But, you know, he's he's weird. Helios is weird. And, you know, he's... I don't know. He fucks cows. He's, you know... <laughs> He doesn't think that she's going to turn out to be much either. Won't allow her to be a part of, uh, you know, any of the special meetings that AET is allowed to be a part of. So I don't know. I just didn't. He's not my least favorite, but he's definitely not my favorite. 
Mm-hmm. Number four is Prometheus. Uh, just because, you know, he didn't have a huge role in, he was basically only in chapter two. Uh, but, you know, he was, he was the first time that she stepped out of her comfort zone or stepped out and did something that was not uh, approved of by multiple people in the household. She was the first step of rebellion, the first step in, um, you know, being her own person rather than being the somewhat disowned daughter of Helios. So Mm -hmm. I thought that he was a good, he was an important character, not necessarily a good or interesting character. So he's number four for me. Number three is AET. Uh, I did not like the way that they ended things. However, I did think that he was a very good brother to her while he was in the kingdom of Helios. While he was involved with her. Yes. But because he just straight up left her and was like, now you got to go earn your own kingdom. He is placed below Glaucus and Glaucus is number two. And just because he hasn't, he is suspicious but he hasn't exactly done anything terrible yet other than be like, you can't do anything to help me. I'm not going to stand around here while my family's starving. Other than that, I don't have anything to say about him. I am suspicious of him. And I do think that, you know, like he is going to be a turning point of when she goes from, you know, harmless and, you know, uh, optimistic almost a little bit yeah and about mortals at least yeah and then that flip just kind of switches he's gonna definitely be a pivotal person in that moment but right now he hasn't done anything too terrible to make me be like yeah you're lower than helios like not yet and then number one which i think this is the first time ever I might be wrong about that, but I I don't remember exactly, like, out of all of our other comparisons from Akatar, but um, she definitely was not in our first episode. Uh, Pharaoh wasn't our our favorite in the first episode, but Cersei is my favorite out of these four chapters, out of these characters that we've seen, just because she is so innocent, so quiet, and, you know, reserved, does everything by the book, you know, she's she's a little timid a little shy and i i i can relate (laughs) and um but she's so far super sweet super you know has super good intentions and you know so far there's nothing bad to say about her i like her Mm -hmm. and i hope that it stays that way I don't know if it will, but I hope it stays that way. Okay. So my ranking is going to be pretty similar. Just in lieu of us not having any really good characters other than one. Um, but I am going to break some of your ties. I'm going to put purses strongly at eight because he literally does nothing. Um, except be mean, which um, Pusafe, or however you pronounce it, Faye does, but also she gets married and has a cool wedding. So yeah. that's worth being a little bit higher <laughs> to me. <laughs> At least she can do something. 
Yeah. And I think she gets turned to gold later, which, like, that's cool. So that Midas. No, that's Midas. Midas is the one with the dull to touch. Okay. And Minos is... Is he the one? Is she gonna have sex with a cow and produce the Minotaur? Is that... Yes! My mom <gasps> spoiled that for me, and I was like, wait a second, because mom read this book a while back, and I told her that That's just me it. knowing Greek mythology, bitches! <laughs> well, okay, so I told mom we were reading this, and uh, and I said, so we've read the first four chapters, and she was like, have you gotten to the sister having sex with the bull? And I'm like, um, no, but thanks for ruining that, mom! What a, what a way to ask, what a a thing yeah. to choose to be like have you gone to this part yet yeah and, like, like i had literally just told her i was like yeah so we just got to the part where cersei's on the beach with glaucus and you know she decides like that she know wants to which part comes first I well it's like been what... a while it's been a while since she's read it so I'll give okay a little bit of slack. but i was just like so... don't ask that don't ask me Why? any more questions about this book mom. yeah <laughs> Okay, then I'm going to put her mom, because at least she has that, like, interesting, like, Lady Hamlet thing to her, where she's, like, hungry for power. At least it's something. It's something. Um, then Helios, which he is a present father. I will not say if he's a good one, but he's there, and at least shows her some one-on-one -on -one time, which is good. But I don't I wouldn't say he's a good father. Mm -hmm. um, then Prometheus. I'm going to put Glaucus at my third. Because okay. I can't trust any man that's too nice. And he, I think he has done something bad. I think the way he just completely dismissed her. is just like, I'm going to go die with my family. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. See you never again. I think that's shitty. So that's enough for me to put him third. Aetes was bad but at least he said goodbye and it was just like hey go find yourself and yeah. i think that was a turning point for her to realize i have to be different i have to do something different i can't live my life just like this so i think that was a good turning point for her not a great dude interesting enough that i think he's worth my second spot at least okay. and then first is cersei and this is definitely the first time i think i it was one of our last two episodes of avatar that favorite ever got to first for me and mm -hmm. cersei's already at first because i think she is complex mm -hmm. i don't necessarily like how timid she is but i don't think she's gonna stay that way mm -hmm. i don't mind like this doesn't say anything about timid people in general it's just i'm like come on just you are powerful get to it it's just that type of energy more than anything like i hate timid people or anything like that i'm like please see how much powerful you are um, hey, my thing is is that i'm timid even though i also think like that like whenever you first meet me i'm just like mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah i i will if you want me to yes <laughs> and but in my head i'm like snap out of it just say you don't want to go and do this dumbass thing and yeah I, yeah well I, I just think she has a lot of depth to her and I'm I in the back of my mind I also recognize that this is a first person story so it is biased and she's telling it her own story so it's a little biased but I'm like you're I can hear your dog by the way 
now because I was just wondering where that elephant noise was coming from. So I can hear Trinity, <laughs> which is fine. It's yeah. funny. But In case just, anyone didn't know, Trinity is asleep on my couch and she is snoring up a storm. Really? That's if you hear any like car noises in the background, that's the dog. Uh, but she she's number one for all the reasons you said. Um, I'm really excited. I, I do think there's a, like, it's a biased narrator is kind of what I was going for there. But I am excited, and I like her way more than I liked Faye at the beginning of Thorn of Thrones and Roses. Awesome. But favorite Same. quote, I'm going to go in real quick. So mine is actually from Aetis, from chapter okay. three. Right before we find out that Pasiphae was about to be married to Minos, Minos. And after he finds out about Prometheus, he says, Let me give you some advice. Next time you're going to defy the dogs, do it for a better reason. I'd hate to see my sister turn to cinders for nothing. And I just like that. I was like, if you're going to rebel, go bid or go home. Yeah. If you're going to be tortured, go bid or go home. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was a fun quote. I, I liked that one, too. Um, however, I went for something a little bit more sentimental, as I do. Um, every time. Um, mine is spoken by Glaucus in Chapter 4 on page 40. If you have the um, the orange paperback, it's page 40. I don't know if it's the same whenever it it's translates to Kindle. <laughs> okay. It's Chapter because 4. it depends on text size. It's real weird. Yeah, it's not. All right. Chapter four, spoken by Glaucus, and he says, you are a golden goddess, beautiful and kind. If I had such a sister, I would never let you go. And uh, he's talking about her after she explains that AET decided to leave her behind whenever he got his kingdom. And he's like, I wouldn't let you go. It was a little, you know, like... What you doing beautiful with your sister? And, yeah, beautiful and kind. I don't know if I would want that to be, like, what you think about of your sister. You should say your sister is beautiful, but also... I but that, doesn't, that, that shouldn't like, be the reason why you should let her go. Or, or not let, let her go. go. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I like that quote, too. But yeah. it was also a little bit like, I, yeah, what you doing with your Incesty. sister, Incesty. Yeah. But Welcome to I, Greek mythology. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that he was kind of just trying to be like, I want to compliment her and make her feel good about this without, you know, like, you know, without freaking her out about me, like hitting on her. And he just shows his words kind of funny. And because, uh, you know, she didn't think so, though. It worked on her. Oh, yeah, it totally did. Um, pretty sure that's where she was like, I love him. Please make him immortal so I don't have to Grandma. see him die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, like, this was totally, totally different than Akatar. Totally different mm -hmm. feel. Totally different. Um, I don't even know. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. But, like. It makes me theme, yeah, different like theme, writing different. style. It was, yeah. it just felt it's very different, and I like yeah. it. I like the difference. Akotar, it ended up coming out pretty like okay for me, but I like the change, and I'm excited. Yeah. So, do you have a question? I do have a question. 
Okay. Thank you for asking me because I would have forgotten otherwise. So as we see from the naming of two of the, like her and her favorite brother Aetes, they name their children after animals. So what animal, if you, your mother had just like looked at you or your father, whoever, whatever parental figure you want to insert here, looked at you when you were born, what do you think animal you would have been named after? Ooh. <laughs> um, if animal's too hard, we can extend it to greater. What would you have been named after based on your features where you were born? That's what I'll say. Well, I can tell you what Bryn means. I can... So whenever I was born, I was born with a head full of black hair, which if you've seen me a too. picture of me now, I do not have black hair. All of my hair fell out after three days after I was born. All of my black hair just fell out and it came back very very blonde and then it slowly got into darker to darker. where i am now okay. and uh yeah so yeah so i was born with head full of black hair um brown eyes i think i looked mostly like my my mom as a child i don't know honestly so from the the picture that I've that everyone loves of me as a child, which is one of me still with my black hair, and uh, and and I'm laughing in the picture. And honestly, I remind I because it's the toothless laughter laughter look, and to me that looked like a platypus. <laughs> I didn't expect anything, but I didn't expect that most of all. Okay, you would have been named Platterpus Plyler. Okay. Okay. Ah. However, ah. my actual name, Bryn, means tree. So, wait, I would have been named after something nature-like, I, I guess. Okay. I don't know why I would have been... I was not a large child, so I don't know why they would <laughs> named me tree. But... Yeah, so, so Bryn named yeah. Bryn means tree, and I think that if they had chosen to name me after an animal, I would have been a platypus. Okay, what so my name is Aiden, and I'll just say what that means real quick. I think we might have mentioned this at one point in a previous episode, but my name means little fire, which also fits. But I nope. was also born with nope. black hair, but it was curly black hair, which comes from my mom. But as I got older, it more turned wavy and then lightened up. But my mm -hmm. hair didn't fall out. So I'm a little scared for you. Um, and then I had blue eyes and now they're hazel. So those also changed. So I, what immediately came to my mind when I was thinking of questions is, have you ever seen a curlied, like curly haired cow? Yes. <laughs> That's what I think. Because I, I was a big kid. Like I was born pretty large like I was nine pounds like I, I was a okay. struggle <laughs> so I think I would have been born after a curly cow <laughs> that would be my name is <laughs> curly cow curly cow Galloway yes yes I like I that look CC call me CC <laughs> oh okay. my goodness oh well Lord. let us know what animal or general thing you would have been born as. I'm not going to keep it to animal if you want to go beyond the scope mm. of the animal world. Yeah. Um, but let us know. That's exciting. You may now call yes. us CC and Platypus. That's what we're going to rebrand this podcast as. 
Yeah. Oh, I was trying to come up with like an, a cute nickname for platypus, but platy and pussy, pussy? just don't. <laughs> Pussy and Cece, I think sounds good together. Uh, it's oh P-U-S-I. Stop being weird. It's P-U-S-I. Okay. All right. Yes, sure. If anyone is artistic and wants to draw us as a platypus, <laughs> as a baby platypus and a baby curly cow, uh, please <gasps> oh. do so and send it to us. Um, <laughs> Tag us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Shameless and if we really like it which we probably will because that sounds really cute we yes. may repost it with your permission of course give all credit to the yeah. artist because i can't draw and i oh don't god me can't really either i can if i'm tracing but i don't want to but i can't make it if i can't trace like an actual platypus and make it look interesting and look at all like me and i'm not even gonna i i'm not even i don't even know that. how that would work i don't either I, i'm just picturing like perry the platypus's body and then your head <laughs> and that's terrifying that's my new ator it's that that image oh no i'm never gonna live that down i'm not telling alex that i said that oh i'll, He's... I'll text him right now <laughs> oh no okay anyway that's that's my speech at your wedding. <laughs> I'm just gonna play this clip. <laughs> okay, we need to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's past right. my bedtime. <laughs> Same. Okay. Anyway, so this was lovely. We can't wait. Come back two weeks from now for chapters five through eight, and we we'll see you there. Cheers. Cheers. For more information and updates, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sips and Subtext. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe and follow us. And if you're feeling extra nerdy, give us a buzzed-worthy review.